With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Only Murders in the Building, Season 3, Episode 8, Sits Probe, is over. But we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps on the Only Murders in the Building podcast on Post Show Recaps. Where we are breaking down the Hulu series' third season, episode by episode and week by week. Hello, everybody. I am Josh Wiggler, and today I am breaking down Only Murders, Season 3, Episode 8, alongside a guy who has been the highlight of the last eight weeks of podcasting for me. Uh, it is my illegitimate child, Troy, a.k.a. DJ LaBelle Klein. Well, look, Josh, when you were forced to make a difficult choice in yeah. the city of St. Louis, yeah. I, under, I, I understood, even in my infancy, I was filled with a deep understanding and empathy, and I... Uh, decided not to kill you at the time you i know? appreciate that yeah so and and, and still i've today. mostly enjoyed my life so yeah it's, i didn't do that it's fine i would say that i am uh, not not inclined toward patricide nor matricide mm-hmm. although i would certainly love for a musical number to be written about me and sung by steve martin so <laughs> wouldn't we give me all that. so give me that any day of the week Oh, my uh, God. So hey, good uh, to see you, Josh. It's delightful to see you. Troy and I just hung out in person in New York City. For right? The, for the people who watch the video version of this podcast, which you could do, postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube. Just over my shoulder is the hard-earned slice of pizza ornament from season one as commissioned and delivered to me by one DJ LaBelle Klein, a.k.a. Troy. Troy, it is a delight, and I'm thrilled to own this thing, and it was so much fun getting to hang out and uh, speculate just a touch on what could be in store for us here in episode eight of only murders. And 
I don't know about you, expectations far exceeded for me. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Like a good piece of pizza, which Josh brought me to Brooklyn. I had high expectations. We went to a good spot. The expectations were met. And I sent you to a good place in Manhattan as well. You did. You did. I got double pizza. pizza. Well, I will say, uh, for those of you who are not watching the YouTube video, one, you should be. Hello. Hi. Hi. Come see us. But if you aren't, uh, I will just paint the picture that the stained glass pepperoni pizza is hanging on Josh's wall, but not centered in the camera. It is adjusted left, almost as if he is leaving room for his future trophies, which I don't want to bury the lead too much. But boy, do I feel like your stock watch on the steak and potato picks have gone up. So one of the things we'll talk about today is, is a steak or potato going to be joining that wall? Yeah, I think that there is still a very good chance that I'm going to get a steak and or a potato here. And I think that you're, more importantly, Troy, I think that your steak and potato stock has plummeted. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) This is like uh, one of those midtown joints that's got like a $1.99 steak with like air quotes around it because they're required to do that by law yes uh i think as much as we finally this episode got the chance to explore dicky as a suspect and explore loretta as a character those two people that i really thought there's more of a story to tell here there was but I don't think it's going to end with them being the killers. I don't think it will end with Loretta being the killer. I think Loretta is, for me, just about completely ruled out at this point. I think that there is still actually some room for Dickie's involvement in this, and that you could still read. room for Dickie. There's still room for Dickie. You can like contort your view of this episode and Dickie's participation in it as like the really sad guy who made like a desperate move. Uh, and now uh, Loretta is going to potentially pay for it. Maybe Mm. also the possibility that like Dickie is like a little more nefarious than we think, but I think these are like outside shots and I'm trying to pacify the possibility for you to keep it alive, keep hope alive that Mm. the steak and potato might still be on the menu for you. But I agree that it looks a lot better for me coming out of this week, though I will also say I'm feeling particularly suspicious of somebody who we have talked about as a suspect along the way that has seemed like an outside possibility for a good little while based on one very important exchange of dialogue in this episode that this character okay. was not in the scene. Of. Okay, okay. We will we will not I'm not going to ask you who that is sure. right now, but uh, it seems that their stock watch is going UP up. Uh, which uh, I, I don't know if this is who you're thinking about, but that is one of the words that you could spell with the letters of puzzle. Just yes. throwing that out there. Yes. Um. Well, well good. Okay. Well, you can attempt to pass I think that uh, you could spell die with determined as well. This is this is also very true. Uh, yeah. Could we be fulfilling the season two promise? Yeah, of, you can't quite uh, say uh, murder, but like maybe you could say murder if you misspelled murder with the term. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not going to be an accurate spelling, but you could do it phonetically. Well, look, I, Josh, we we try and keep it real here on the podcast. I appreciate your attempts to try and pacify me and and my picks and and where that sits but i think much like one uh possibly one or two of the pickwick triplets remove that pacifier remove yeah. that rattle replace it with a steak knife or a potato knife which i'm gonna make up as a thing i think uh, it i mean I any knife can be a potato knife there are definitely going to be people who uh, are listening to us who haven't seen the episode yet i will say this is one you should pause and actually go back and watch. No chance that we can uh, talk about this much further without going into massive spoilers. So we're going to do that in just a moment. Of course, let's just set up a couple of other things. We're telling you, you can watch us on YouTube, posterrecaps.com slash YouTube. You subscribe to the YouTube channel. You never miss any of our video podcasts here on Poster Recaps, including the only murders in the building podcasts here and if you want just the audio version of the only murders in the building podcast you can subscribe with our rss link when you search by url postshowrecaps.com slash only murders or you could just search only murders in the building postshow recaps wherever you get your podcasts hit subscribe rate and review tell your friends we'd appreciate that from 
you. So those are all the subscriber infos. Oh, you want to get more involved? Patreon.com, of course. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. Send us money to buy steaks for Troy. Uh, Patreon.com slash post show recaps. Yeah, look, if you like what you, you listen to here, yeah. uh, it is less than the cost of a steak every month. That's it correct. is less than the cost of an expensive, fully loaded baked potato at yes. a lot of places. Yes, right. You can you can get in on that. Yeah, so. I've heard it said. Uh, lots of people who do the Patreon, it's like just skip the skip that one cup of coffee and buy it for uh, buy it for us instead by going mm-hmm. to patreon.com. And if that's what's at stake. You got to stick with the coffee. Like, we'll live. We'll oh, make it. We'll oh, live. Yeah, but, like, the coffee. The coffee's uh, I wouldn't really have important. to deprive anyone of their caffeine. Don't uh, skip a cup of coffee for patreon.com slash post show recap. But if it's if like you your second or both. third potato of the month, yes. right? Like, yes. I think we'll take second steak dollars. We'll take second steak dollars for sure. Okay. Well, Troy, I think in order to proceed, we're going to have to talk about major story developments immediately. And I would like to do that by doing the quick plot recap here on the only murders in the building podcast. Are you ready for this? I don't think I am. I don't think I am either, especially because these are always written by the great Jessica Sterling, who begins by saying, sits down and let me probe you with some (laughs) questions. (laughs) I'm sorry. If there's background music on this right now that there gets is. added in post, there is. Uh, it's just ruining the moment. It's down. <laughs> and let me probe you with some questions because it sits probe the first time the cast rehearses with a live orchestra and we start our episode with a doozy. Are you sitting down because Loretta, a.k.a. Meryl Streep, is indeed dickie's biological mother that scrapbook was actually just loretta keeping an eye on her son for all these years and as she pens a letter explaining everything to dickie she notices the book's absence she intends to finally tell dickie the truth about who she is but unfortunately she's not going to get her chance more on that in a bit Meanwhile, Mabel's solo podcast venture has led to the release of Greg and, more importantly, the reopening of the Unsolved Murder Case. Detective Williams is back. She returns to the investigation. She has low tolerance for the trio's shenanigans. They've pulled her from a very cushy job. What was she doing? She was, like, running a playground or something, Troy? Yeah, like I mean, I, think, uh, uh, what, what, I, I forget the exact word, but yeah, it seemed like a local park type uh, gig. It seemed pretty good. Much better than having to solve the same trio's murders every freaking year. Anyway, Oliver and Charles, they cleverly figure out a way to use Mabel's GoPro to film uh, the interrogations that Detective Williams is going to have among the cast. Uh, meanwhile, Mabel is going to follow up on a lead with Howard. I want to talk about Howard who remembers the sound of a paper shredder on opening night in the closed office. He thinks an important document may have been shredded and he wants to piece things together. Mabel, who is a fellow puzzle enthusiast, offers her assistance. While hunting down scotch tape, she has a conversation with, not with Mabel, with Loretta, to try and get Mabel off of Dickie as a suspect, but Loretta unfortunately is not very successful in that regard. As Loretta is rehearsing her big show-stopping number on stage, which comes a few minutes after Charles Hayden Savage utterly obliterates the the Pickwick Triplets uh, patter song, which we will revisit ourselves in a few moments' time, the police do come in, they take Dickie downtown, or wherever the police station is, and Loretta confesses before they can do that that she poisoned Ben's protein drink. She pushed him down the elevator shaft. She cannot stand the thought of her son being thrown into jail, and whether or not she thinks he actually did it, it doesn't seem to matter to her. Oliver, who has confessed his love to Loretta, protests, but it's too late, and as we leave this episode, Troy, Oliver grasps his chest Has he had a heart attack or is his heart broken knowing that the person he loves might be going to jail may even be definitely going to jail. We will find out next time on only murders in the building, but we got to unpack all of that right now. Troy. Oh goodness. Uh, Like Howard and Mabel in Katie's office. 
we are going to try and scotch tape together all Everything. the shreds of this story and see what we can make. Josh, there is so much in this episode. It's great, especially because basically the entire episode uh, takes place in the theater, which is so fun. Uh, yeah. Like the entire thing happens inside the house uh, and we do not leave the place basically at all. Um, and as a result of that, everyone is confined. Everyone's contained. Major reveals, major uh, truth bombs are delivered, uh, and a lot of emotional truth as well. And I thought a really, really riveting episode. We got a lot of incredible music. The Patter song, the full version, absolutely unbelievable. We want to examine the lyrics to that song. I am pretty sure we're going to do that before we close things out here. But why don't we take a quick commercial break first so that we can collect ourselves. We need to uh, tape ourselves together here, Troy, because we've mm. got so much to investigate. So we're going to do that real quick. When we come back, more Only Murders. Stay tuned. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, Troy, here we are to talk about episode eight of Only Murders. And should we start by, can I digitally pat your back while you I pat mean, mine? While we pat please. Brooklyn Zed's back I, as well? I, I, will, I will definitely pat yeah. our collective backs on that one. Th that's the leading story, right? We Loretta were, is Dickie's mother is we the were leading right. story, and they tell us right away, and it's great. This is one of the things that makes, I, I think, me enjoy podcasting about this show is that I will admit when I'm wrong. Yeah. But boy, do I love being right. It's nice. And it's so nice. It's, it's so nice. nice. And when the episode started, again, as I talked about last episode, one of my favorite things about this show is the anticipation of whose point of view are we going to get? Yes. What narrator are we going to get? Yes. And when it was immediately obvious, it was Meryl and Loretta. I lost it and then followed obviously by rapid succession. So many elements rapid of our succession theater. is what we should have called our daily succession podcast earlier this year. Yes. Um, this opportunity time and fix that. No, no, you can't. Uh, we'll explore whether time travel is an element of this uh, story. Maybe, maybe, oh, uh, really, maybe in the past. We'll okay, sure. No, uh, we, and then it'll appear later on. Yes. But uh, no, I, I just, yeah, so many things. Uh, obviously, the promise of some connection between Loretta and Dickie uh, ultimately proved to be birth mother here. The clues of St. Louis, Missouri and the Mississippi River obviously came around uh, to be true that they, she was originally from St. Louis. I did not anticipate the reality that they had not met. Yes. That Dickie didn't know about this. I just assumed that there was some sort of uh, connection between them that was being withheld from us. Right. But it's so much more interesting that he doesn't. And this episode, at the very least, makes it clear that Loretta um, uh, does not think that Dickie knows about her. Whether or not Dickie does know about mm. her, I think that could still be open, um, though I, I don't 
strongly suspect it. And Dickie doesn't be, know. I don't Dickie think. Yeah, know. don't tell Dicky because Dicky doesn't know. Uh, I would be really surprised if it turned out that Dicky knows more about Loretta than his people. Because I think that this episode did a really good job of presenting Dicky, who coming into this episode is absolutely really high on the murder board, um, and instead. He does get infantilized in this really beautifully done way through Meryl Streep's performance, but also huge credit because, of course, always credit to Meryl Streep, but huge credit to Jeremy Sheamus, who's holding his own as Meryl Streep's like secret son. Uh, yeah. I think that there's just like this beautiful man-child quality to Dickie in this episode that is really wonderfully expressed by him as an actor and also um, through Loretta's, um, you know, her the, the, like re re uh, reacclimating the the angles and seeing Loretta looking out at Dickie, clapping so enthusiastically when he walks into the room uh, with Ben Glenroy, um, singing out to him specifically during some of the rehearsals. Those just recontextualized scenes were were so beautifully done um, that I I really want to live in the world where we're taking Dickie off the suspect list yeah. and that Loretta's big moment at the end of this episode, because we get to spend the entirety of this episode with this thing that could have just been left as a reveal at the end of an episode. in I think a lesser show so great to just like have that be the first thing you hear in this episode. And now mm -hmm. the whole tension of the episode revolves around that. Um, you didn't have a chance like week to week to be like, Oh shit, that's the cliffhanger. Now I'm leaning in and can't wait to see how they do it. It's no, from the minute that this episode begins, you are hooked and placed and glued to your seat. Good luck looking at your phone the entire time this episode is on. I agree wholeheartedly. I think the choice to have that reveal come at the start of the episode, obviously there were clues laid, and that's how we were able to stitch it together. That's obviously how they were able to recontextualize some of those prior things in a way that was fulfilling and exciting. But setting it at the start of the episode and then having the tension exist for the rest of this that, to me, is what makes it good writing. It's not yeah. just, oh, there's a piece of information that some people know and some people don't. You, the audience, know. And then the start of the next episode is everyone else finding out, right? We've explored this space of what happens when other people don't know, and especially when she intends to tell him. That adds some incredible stakes and some some fun comedy at the end that we can uh, we, we can talk about. But I, I think, you know, you mentioned uh, the kind of performance against Meryl and that that can sometimes be a challenge to live up to that. I'm finding this entire cast is rising to that challenge. We had a scene uh, between Selena Gomez and Meryl uh, with Mabel and Loretta, uh, which I was really pleased to see uh, in some of the, the places where that goes. And then obviously the furthering and continuation of Loretta's relationship with Oliver, uh, where Oliver ultimately says that he loves Loretta. I love you. It's just so much. And it just, I keep going back to the start of the season when we heard that Meryl Streep was going to be in this season of Only Murders. And all I could think was, is she going to be the voice of a humpback whale again mm -hmm. for one episode? And yeah. that's all we're going to get. This, to me, is what an incredible buffet of potatoes and steak to eat from as, as a viewer. And, um, yeah, I, I can't ask for much more. And, 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 again, last thing to your point, we got to reveal. We got to reveal with the flashback and the recontextualization, all those things that we got at the end of, episode, of season two, at the end of season one. And now we're getting this in, what, episode what is this? Eight? Eight, yeah. Right? Yeah. So we the still anti penultimate more? episode of Only Murders in the Building season three. Yeah. Translate that into Spanish. Yes. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm so thrilled by this. I'm thrilled by what they're doing here. And that's still only the surface layer of this episode, Josh. Yes. Uh, there's a lot to feast on. There are, I think, a lot of different um, possibilities that emerge over the course of this episode as to who killed Ben, how did Ben actually die. Um, and I don't know where you want to start with all of this. I think... I think we should start with the name of the episode it's and just probe. the framing and, and the kind of just give me the plot of what's happening here where they've created this incredible um, structure for this episode that starts out with the rehearsal, the sits probe, uh, and then we've created this bouncing back and forth between police interrogations and the actual performance of the musical. Yes. Which 
I was wondering how we we were, we had to get the musical, but were we going to sit through a whole staging of it? No, I love how uh, they did it. I love how they did so this. So wonderful, and so I guess that brings in a little bit uh, Detective Williams and the return of that character. So maybe Josh, let's start there. How did sure. you feel about uh, Detective Williams coming back in and investigating on site at the Gooseberry Theater? Well, I loved Detective Williams coming back. I had missed Detective Williams, uh, who has been uh, absent from so much of the action lately, uh, even though she was thrilled to be missing from the action for so much of it recently. Um, but I think that having her come back in and get inserted into the investigation at this late stage of the game only helps to highlight what I think was the most important line of the episode when it comes to the murder investigation itself. And this is when Mabel and Loretta are going to sit down with each other and Loretta is going to try and walk Mabel off of the path of Dickie uh, and says, anything I could do to help, you know, I'm happy to do it. And Mabel says something to the effect of, you know, a lot of times the killer inserts themselves into the investigation to throw off the scent. And clearly we know that that's not what Loretta is doing uh, unless there is some whammy coming our way. I feel like Loretta is off the board for me at this point in time. So fool me uh, twice. Shame on me. Jeremy Shamos on me uh, if we get this wrong, Troy. But I think that that line being in here, even structurally having Detective Williams inserted into the investigation here at this late stage of the game, not that I'm pointing a finger at Detective Williams. I think that would be absurd. But yes. I do think we need to now seriously consider the people who have inserted themselves into the investigation here. Uh, two people rise very swiftly to mind for me. One of them is my stake pick for the season, of course, Tobert. Uh, that is Robert without a T, Troy, mm -hmm. who skipped this episode. No Jesse Williams in this. No. Um, conspicuously absent. Conspicuously absent. And I would love to apply that maybe to the Pickwick triplets lyrics that we could uh, comb over in a little <laughs> while. Uh, Tobert, I think, still looking really good at the top of the heap for me. Um, and I guess another person who has inserted themselves into the investigation would be Cinda Canning. But she has been so missing in action mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. this season that I don't think that I would take her terribly seriously. But good. Good Lord, Troy. Once mm -hmm. upon a time, you thought he was going to die. I did. I thought he was the killer, and then I thought he was going to die. And I, he's not, he has not been picked by either of us. In fact, should this man be the killer, Ralphie's getting steak and potatoes. This is uh, true. To recaps, his patron's very own Ralphie will get perhaps a even a cashmere here. sweater. It's possible that we also told him that we'd get him a cashmere sweater when we did that offline and we raised the stakes considerably. But now we're telling everybody else that the cashmere sweater is also on the line. Mm. Howard, Howard really inserting himself into the investigation in this episode, okay. Troy. Okay, okay. So, Josh, we've established that I do like being right about things, but I will admit when I'm wrong about something. So let's start with what I was right about, which yeah. is that the sound from the shredder was important. Yes. And that has created uh, an excuse for Howard to once again reinsert himself in this investigation. Now, I will say, I will say that sure, trying to cover up a crime is a good motivation to insert yourself into such an investigation. Yes. I will also say wanting to be on a podcast is also a perfectly reasonable justification to, to kill do a someone. lot of bizarre things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You've uh, well, not necessarily to kill someone. Although how many people that is you, how many people have you killed to get on a podcast, Troy? I mean, only myself and uh -huh. my fake identity online, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I made fake parody songs about Survivor to get on a podcast. Mm -hmm. So yes. is it possible that Howard could kill or is he willing to just insert himself in the investigation because he so wants to be on the podcast? In a in a uh, we are a podcast network where very strange stories have occurred to get many of the people who you love listening <laughs> to on the microphone. Uh, and we do not need to enumerate all of them, but there are some wild stories of how many of your favorite poster recaps podcasters landed on the network. I do think that there is something well, that uh, Josh, I'm sorry, I have to yeah. pause you I, as someone who is halfway through listening to a great audiobook about 
business law. Yes. I must say, post-show recaps does not condone killing people uh-huh. to get onto a podcast. No, Please don't do, not do it. Do You're not going to get on the podcast. We're not going to let you on. Yeah. Um, maybe a voicemail segment, feedback and stuff. Uh, <laughs> if you're a patron of post-show recaps, um, you can't kill people and then be a patron of post-show recaps either. Please don't yes. do it. Yes. Uh, we would like you not to join us uh, yeah. and uh, keep your potato knives to yourselves. Um, with all of that being said, <laughs> it's a big, with all of that being said, I think a big theme that we have explored in only murders season three is what it takes to make it in this town, right? Mm. Like what it takes to get recognized for your works and your efforts and all of this kind of thing. And we've talked about Howard from the meta level over the course of a few weeks already. The fact that Michael Crichton, uh, not the novelist, but the actor who plays Howard has been promoted to series regular. Uh, Could it be that becoming a killer is what it took to become a series regular here alongside the likes of the Martins, Stephen Short and Selena Gomez uh, for this actor. That's one thing. Now I think you can map it onto like, he wanted to be in the show. He was stage manager instead, wants to be a part of the podcast, has been on the outside looking in, literally in the opening credits. He's on the outside looking in, walking past the Arconia. In this episode, in order to get a starring role where he is dramatic and he is saying dramatic things, like, this is my thing, Mabel, leave. I can do this. Uh, you know, even though she's gripping, offering help. Gripping fistfuls, fistfuls of strands of paper. Of paper, uh, which does not translate so well to the audio medium, uh, but maybe like the Foley works out. Uh, that this is what is happening for Howard to get onto the podcast inserting himself into the investigation in this episode troy howard rises quite high on the list for me because now it's not just that it is uh, meta which it continues to be but now i also believe it to be thematic um it would be big to have a character from all the way back in season one who we have loved quite a lot to suddenly have this person be the murderer that being said troy We had a character from season one who ended up being the murderer in season two would not be unprecedented to have a character who we have known for a long time. What if the Arconia, it's not just that people literally get murdered in the Arconia, Troy, but the the Arconia, much like the Overlook Hotel in The Shining, perverts the soul, murders Mm. the spirit, murders the murderer themselves in a manner of speaking. And Howard is the latest victim of the building's curse and has become a killer himself. Wow. Uh, What a thesis, Josh. I will uh, give you a master's in podcast theorizing right here. That was enough. Uh, Do I believe it? I guess let let's start there. I mean it's Tobert, but let's talk about it more. Yeah, right. It right. It's it's yeah. Tobert. It's also someone else that we'll talk about. Sure. Uh well let's you know, let's have all three be murderers sure. somehow, right? Maybe four. Uh why why not? Uh we've explored the multi-murderer theory. Now we have multi-murders, so that definitely opens up the multi-murderer the- theory. I think the other thing that we've explored previously on this podcast, and this goes into what you're saying, not just the meta of casting but also the meta of the story that could be told here with a show like this is the fans demand it. Therefore blood must spill. theory. And something I talked about last episode with Uma that gave me just like a little bit of suspicion on Uma was the idea that she is a listener of the podcast as are other people in the Arconia. And so you could also apply that to Howard, which is, There is a scenario that Howard could run through his mind. Let's say he's not the original killer. He didn't originally poison Ben. But once Ben died, he suddenly put all the pieces together, like strips of paper with some scotch tape or maybe some multicolored strike tape. And he said, oh, wait, this is a win-win-win, right? My my person gets to be the lead because he thinks that's a good thing, right? I get vengeance uh, over Ben because I don't like Ben. And... My favorite podcast gets to come back for a third season, and maybe I could be on it, right? There's so many little elements where you think, well, that now suddenly sounds good. And when then Ben appears later on at the party, that might be just enough to take someone who wasn't a killer in the Gooseberry, but turn them into a killer in a haunted Arconia. Yeah. So I do think 
if it does turn out that Howard is a killer here, he's more than likely the second killer. Yeah. As opposed to the first. Like an instinctual, like, this is my moment to push a man down an elevator shaft kind of thing. I think so. But (laughs) now I'm going to play the other side. I am going to play the other side here, which is that, um, and this is where I admit I was wrong. I thought Howard was the killer in season two. He wasn't. I thought he was going to die in season two. He wasn't. He comes back and he's even more a part of the show than ever. And it's because he's a great actor and yes. a great character. Yes. Yes. And so are we going to take him out and and kind of foul his entire uh, story here? Maybe? I love Howard. I would be very sad to lose Howard should the show continue on. I mean, Should. like we, we don't we don't know what's going to happen with Only Murders as of press time. We do not know if there's a fourth season of the show, and certainly we live in a culture right now where the actors and the writers are striking out, uh, and production is shut down. Not even Drew Barrymore is going on anymore, Troy. Uh, no. So who who knows who knows what a what a fourth I, season? I, that reminds me of the quote: uh, "There's going to be stops and starts, and there's going to be f ups." That's uh, right. That's yep. right. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you know this, but Drew Barrymore was in uh, the first Scream, uh, first murder victim of, of Scream, Troy. Well, spoilers. Uh, just to spoil uh, that for you. This is the, the post-Scream spoiler podcast. It's been a while. Um, yeah. So who knows, who knows if there's even a, a fourth season of Only Murders? And frankly, like, uh, like can you get Meryl are back? You, are if you, you can't get Meryl back, I'm going to be annoyed. Uh, you know. So Are like, you team, like, break the glass, just break it all? Part of me is. Yeah, part of me is because I think that this season has been so terrific that I would love for it just to be like it was three really great seasons of a show and it's done. But that being said, it's been three really great seasons of a show. So I have a lot of faith that a fourth season would also be wonderful. So whatever they mm. want to do. Um, but in the world where like we are just going to like break the whole thing, then yeah, just break the whole thing. Have Howard be a killer. Sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, well. let me... Internet, let me... I think that's enough on Howard. Let's let's go to well, you, Troy. Troy at the uh, with, with, with another person to put on the board because... There's not a ton that we got to do with Tobert right now, right? Like Tobert well, leading well, suspect. Let's let's cover Toblerone here in a second. Sure. Uh, I just want to touch on one brief thing from Howard. Okay. And it's just to say, I used to work at Office Depot. I sold many shredders in a day. And if you want real secrecy, you got to get a crosscut. You got to yeah. get a crosscut shredder. None yeah. of this strip cut shredding, right? Okay. Did you watch Argo? The people can stitch that back together. Yeah, right? I did see that. Yeah. I also watched Better Call Saul and things got stitched back together in that one. Yeah. Too. But but here's my question from that, right? Yeah. It's not just, I'm not just here to give office supplies advice. Sure. My question to you is we had the storyline of Howard stitching back together these pieces of a shredded paper and somebody was inside the room shredding something. Yes. Which had the date of the premiere on it yes so my question to you josh is it speculation time who might have been in the room and what might they have been shredding yeah because whoever that is you would imagine um well no not necessarily that whoever that was was like a big murderer like a big filthy stupid murderer uh probably right is someone coming to mind for you yes uh yes they are uh, and I guess I should jump toward the end of the episode sure. in a particular two-person scene uh, in a bathroom that stands out to me. Yes. We finally got some alignment on the mothers of it all. Yes. Uh, a running theme that's occurred throughout the season and then ultimately a motivating theme for Loretta at the end of the episode to turn herself over. But we got this incredible conversation between Loretta and the producer, Donna, wherein Donna, in what I would say is her most Lucille Bluth-like performance, uh, adjusts her hair looking uh, into the mirror and says, I would do anything for my child. And boy, did that not seem nefarious. The idea that Donna could be uh, poisoning Ben Glenroy in order to keep the show from going on because she knows it's going to be a flop, right? And she doesn't want her son to take the rap in his first producing credit. She'd so rather kill a man. She would rather kill a man. And absolutely, I can believe that Donna would do it. So what could she have been shredding? Let's bring in the other person who is in the theater in this episode, Maxine, the reviewer. Yes. We know she wrote a review that panned one of the previews. Is it possible that Donna got a hold of an early copy of that review 
shredded it so no had, one would she, see it. She did not like that Maxine was here for no. for this uh, for the sits probe. Was no. not a fan of that at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think motivation is there for sure. And I also think that she is a character that we are like completely unattached to. And that's both good and bad for this. Mm -hmm. It's good because like, okay, no one I like is a murderer, uh, mm -hmm. right? Like, because we just don't really care about her. And in fact, our first vibes from this woman was she was making out with her son. Uh, so like, that's fine. Uh, if she's the killer, we just throw her in jail. Frankly, she probably should have already been there uh, is thing one. Um, but is it, is it, and I have a potato on the line if she is involved in the killing. Um, well, I believe I don't get it because, uh, Clifford has to be involved as well. So that's right. it would be a party wipe on the potato. No one gets a potato in this case, except for maybe Ralphie. Um, so she's just not been here all that much, Troy. Mm -hmm. Um, is it satisfying if this character who's like barely been in the show has uh, murder on the mind. I think it really depends on how they use this to thread the eye of the needle of two of the big themes. And I do think that she does apply to two of the really big themes is the themes of motherhood uh, and what you're willing to do to protect your child. That is very central to death, rattle, dazzle. Uh, and then the other one is what you what it takes to make it in this town. Uh, so, so I do think that those two things do get threaded through her. So she just kind of becomes like, uh, like the thematic sin eater more than being like a character herself, Troy. To your question around, is it fulfilling if she turns out to be the killer? If she alone is the killer in both murders, it's not fulfilling. Yeah. It's like eating a baked potato as your dinner. Yes. But if her attempt at murdering Ben Glenroy was the entree or even the side dish, if I can overextend this analogy. Yes, please do. And we get someone much more fulfilling, like a steak, like a Toblerone here. Uh, Toblerone not filling. Please do yes. not make that the entree of your dinner. Post-show recaps is not culpable for your food, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yes. Uh, but if we can get Love a that as a piece of the meal of the reveal, then that, I think, could be really interesting. Yes. And so I think you do have to slide in a Howard or a Tobert, or even a Dickie to be the primary, actual, final coup de gras killer. Yeah. I don't want to, like, not spend too much time on this one. Um, but I think that there is, there's not, like, a lot more that I have to add to this other than, like, I see you. I recognize what you're saying, Troy. I think that there's a lot of validity to the possibility here. I think mm -hmm. it's only really going to work for me insofar as how all the other characters react to it, because I think that Donna as a character herself hasn't given me much. The other piece of it will be like, was a different killing involved? Uh, yeah. And if a different killing was involved, then like uh, that, that could be, uh, that could be deeply, deeply satisfying. So I do think like now maybe let's take a quick look at Tobert. And I think yeah. that we can probably take a quick look at Tobert uh, at the end of taking a quick look at some song lyrics, Troy. Um, oh, it was either song lyrics or commercial break. And oh, should we do a quick commercial glove. break here real quick? Yeah, whatever you want. Okay, quick commercial break. And then we got to go over the Pickwick Triplets lyrics because, my goodness, they're great. Stay tuned. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Troy. Here we are. We are back. And it's time to go over the Patter song, which oh. is delivered extraordinarily by Steve Martin in this episode. Um, I didn't think that, like, I mean, I kind of hoped that we would get the Patter song. I didn't really think that it could possibly live up to like the filthy patter song when he goes to the white room because it's such a great moment. But Charles Hayden Savage annihilates it, just crushes Absolutely. it. Greatest, like, now I see you. Now I understand the Brazos staring me down here doing this incredible, not quite a patter song because he's absolutely singing through a decent amount of the song. Um, we get the full version of it. We get to see it in its entirety. 
Steve Martin nails it. And the lyrics themselves, unbelievable. And I think are worth going over to see what kind of clues might emerge from this. So before we sat down to start podcasting, Troy, you got to work. I did. I did. I had this notion that there's some gold in them there hills. Yes. Uh, maybe not from like a killer theory perspective, but certainly from an appreciation perspective. And boy, were we proved right because I watched this twice, maybe three times. And every single time I was focused on something else except the actual real lyrics of the song. Like first yeah. was just the holy crap this is happening and this is incredible second time around i was actually focusing on some of the split screen stuff that was going on and just the physicality of steve martin who just does the perfect amount of awkward here but man trying to write down these lyrics and like it is incredible uh the writing here there's some good stuff josh how do we want to do this how do we um, want to unpack the pickwick triplets uh, of it all well i certainly can't sing it no <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, certainly can't sing it unfortunately as much as i would love to yeah the the you know the the song structure here is we have a new intro that's clearly been added over the course of rehearsals yes. three little babies in their bassinets angelic little triplets or triple threats mm -hmm. i don't think they're dancing across a broadway uh, stage but then we see more and more of, of some of the lyrics we got to see which of the pickwick triplets did it who uh in the, which of the spawn had the brawn to kill uh will the babies get tried for matricide some coochie coochie coo time for you you or you to admit it so quick as a whip gotta pick which pickwick triplet did it uh okay so let's let's go over the various triplets because the lyrics go deeper into the triplets themselves penelope patrick and paco uh yeah, are the pick uh, Penelope Pickwick, Patrick Pickwick, Paco Pickwick of the Pickwick triplets. Which of the Pickwick <laughs> triplets did it? Let's go into closer detail. Penelope and Pink sure is making quite a stink. Is she trying to throw me off the scent? Though she bats her little eyes, is she a killer in disguise with a diaper full of criminal intent? Uh, so that's Penelope. Uh, greeting Patrick is pernicious with an appetite so vicious he would bite the hand that feeds him with a sneer. But could that rotten tot be behind this evil plot? Baby stepped into a murderous career. So that's Patrick, if Patrick did this, Troy. Uh, and now we've got howdy little Paco's looking coy, but he's a bad, bad boy. Could Paco's passion prove apocalyptic? With his passy and his rattle, did this pisher go to battle, proving he's the perp amidst the Pickwick triplets? So those are the three Pickwick triplets. Do any of these three Pickwick triplets in your mind, Troy, apply to any of the characters on Only Murders in the Building Season 3? Well, I mean, we have two males and a female. Mm -hmm. uh, so we do have maybe the Arconia 3 of our co-hosts. You know, obviously, Selena Gomez uh, looks pretty. Is she making a stink? I don't think so. I don't think no. Mabel's making a stink here. Maybe could Penelope be a cipher for um, Ashley Park's character, Kimber? Yeah. Right? So we've investigated Kimber first. Then what? We move to Patrick with an appetite so vicious. I don't know that we have anyone who's really... Like, is, is this... I guess this is maybe step back, Josh. Like... Do we think that there are clues to the killer baked into this? Or is this just a tour de force of P-sounding rhyme? There's got to uh, be something in this song. Here, right? There's got to be something in this song that when the full story unfolds, we're going to go back and look at it and be like, these people are genius. Uh, this is so great. Uh, so, yes, I absolutely believe that there is something in here that is, not, if not vital, to the investigation, then at least rewarding. I think at least rewarding. And I think it's interesting to think about the Pickwick triplets, Penelope, Patrick, and Paco as Charles, Mabel, and Oliver. Uh, I do think that that's fun to think about. Um, I think we get a, not quite enough information on Paco to really paint a picture yeah, of who Paco is. passion prove apocalyptic? Yeah. Um, so I don't really know. I mean, I guess maybe that's Oliver. Oliver's passion for the theater proved apocalyptic for Ben Glenroy, for sure. Um, 
Patrick, uh, Patrick feels a little bit more like uh, Oliver to me, though, because he has an appetite so vicious and food is a big part of Oliver. Yeah, uh, he'll so bite the hand the that feeds him. Think about sure. the dip. Uh, sure. But I do think that even Charles Hayden Savage would bite the hand that feeds him. Uh, like, I think that we have gone into that territory before. Um, so I don't think that one of the Pickwick triplets did it. Uh, it would be pretty wild if it did turn out that one of Charles Hayden Savage or Oliver Putnam or Mabel Mora ended up being the killer here on Only Murder Season 3. We've covered this. Could this happen? Probably not. But I think that it then does uh, get us to the final section of the Pickwick Triplets, Before which I know we do want to like, we do. let's let's unpack a couple of the things that get us there. But I think it's the end of the song okay, okay. that we should really be taking another look at. Okay. All right. Well, well, I just I don't do it, want do to it, move, do it, do it. I don't yeah. want to move past the verse. Which just like sometimes when you're, you know, we we've, we've both written some some lyrics in our day. Sure. And there are a few things that you just really marvel by. Uh, you always want to have the real hit come at the end of the line, the end of the verse, uh, and getting out of the verses where we unpack each of the three triplets, we get this one uh, in this picturesque puzzle uh, of the Pickwick Pack. Will the lighthouse shed some light? On what kid gave old mom the whack, there's an infant to indict. Indict him. Indict that indict. infant. Yes. <laughs> indict the infant. Yes. Um, and I'll get this little crook tonight. Yes. Uh, so we just keep going back to the verse. We get which little putts had the guts to kill. And then uh, the moment where I absolutely lost it trying to write out these lyrics because it went too fast and I just couldn't believe like a forensic pediatrician, I'll complete this inquisition. I will name the neonatal from the cradle that grew fatal. I will find the perfect traitor who did murder to their maker. Or coochie coochie coo. Da, 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 da. What if none of it is true? Has, has my inspection been too cursory? Should I look outside this nursery? What if none of the Pickwick triplets did it? Who'd have an illicit motive and hit it? Who, who, who will I pick? Yo! So that's the piece. That's it. The Coochie Coochie Coo, by the way, uh, absolutely sends me. But this idea of none of the Pickwick triplets did it. Let's look outside the nursery. So if we look outside the nursery, what does that mean? There are a couple of possibilities. It's not someone in the cast. The nursery okay. is the cast. We're the cast. Could extend to crew. I do think uh -huh. Coochie Coochie Crew. Uh, I mean, <laughs> KT, what you a know? bitch. Coochie Coochie Crew, uh, <laughs> KT could be part of that. Howard is a piece of that. Donna is a piece of that. You can argue Tobert is a piece of that, as well as the documentarian, well, though I think that's slight. I don't look, I don't want to derail your, your Pickwick trained in Nova Scotia here. Yeah. But I do think in the context of the murderer is in the building. Yes. We're gonna investigate, and Detective Williams is here. Guess who's not in the building? Correct. Who is not in the crib who's at not this in moment? The nursery right now. Tobert and was not in this episode at all. What if none of these people in this nursery of an episode of Only Murders in the Building did it? What if we need to look outside of the episode? Tobert once again rises back up to the top. And that brings up uh, another hypothetical theory yeah. that I'm going to propose uh, yeah. for what we might see in future episodes, or what I, I would love to see, at least, in future episodes. Um, during the Pickwick Triplets performance, this grand tour de force from yes. Steve Martin and Charles Hayden Savage, it was all a cover in order to provide Oliver the opportunity to place the GoPro in the investigation room with yes. Detective Williams. Yes. The GoPro was in the possession of Mabel, but not to correct our good friend Jess Sterling, but it wasn't Mabel's GoPro. Correct. It's Tobert's yes. GoPro. Important so distinction. It is. And, and we have a question here from Ralphie. Oh, who wow. asked whether there's a possibility that that GoPro footage could find its way back to Tobert. Uh, perhaps without Mabel knowing about it or others like could this be setting up a situation that creates more action or uh, 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 creates more yeah. issues so yes. what do you think of that Josh do you think so there's I, a possibility that let me Tobert yes and you let me yes and you um, it's Tobert's GoPro 
Yes. And we know that this is a show that kind of like defies actual like uh, logic and things. Get Zed back on the podcast to talk about theatrical securities that were breached uh, mm-hmm. over the course of Ghost Lights. To talk one. about how expensive it is to rehearse yes. inside of a Broadway theater. Indeed. Um, you would think that the memory card wouldn't be in the GoPro anymore. But what if it's not? What if the GoPro that they are currently in possession of, that they are going to review the footage of these interviews, already has damning evidence? Damning evidence. Of either Tobert doing the thing or whoever else did it. This GoPro is going to be humongous. So I'm so with you on this, Josh. I'm so glad you brought this up. My first thought was they're going to put the memory card in and they're going to realize that our good good boys are dumb 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 Uh and forgot to hit record right right that would be just an amazing reveal very when it didn't happen i was like okay well that could still happen but what else could we do with this gopro uh tobert's uh checkoff's gopro here yes i am very excited by the possibility that there could be evidence on this memory card yes so my head goes to that my head goes to that my head remains. Tobert is the one. Tobert does the killing. Uh, time to have a man murderer here on Only Murders. Way past time. Uh, and probably about time that, like, one of these people that Mabel's been kicking around with is actually, like, a shysty dude. Uh, and, like, it would be Tobert for sure. Uh, Tobert with the GoPro, Troy. Tobert's not here. He's not in the nursery. He inserted himself into the investigation. I'm not wavering on my pick. Of okay. the Pickwick triplet. Well, then it, it is uh, uh, compelling of me, or or I feel compelled to argue just slightly on the other side of it, which yeah. is uh, if it's if all of that is true and all of that is still important. Coochie, how coochie, could, coo. How could it? Yes, that's right. How could it not be Tobert and still all these pieces be relevant? And I guess my best uh, GoPro focused explanation would be Tobert is inserted into the investigation to conveniently get these reveals and this information into the hands of our podcasters. But much like Tobert up in the tree when the baby elephant was dying, he didn't do the deed, but he witnessed information that would have saved Ben. So do we, on this GoPro, for example, see the cookies? Do we see something that maybe even Tobert has reviewed this footage and he didn't act on it. Right. But I don't know. Does the footage really show Ben being killed? Right. That'd be that'd be a lot. Like, here's here's just narratively, we got two more episodes left. Obviously, you and I have not watched them yet. Yeah. We, we are coming in completely unspoiled here. I think next episode, you got to look at the GoPro. Got to look at the GoPro. And I don't think you can reveal the killer in episode nine. Um, well, we did with Amy Ryan back in season one, and we thought that we had gotten Cinda Canning in season two, and then it wasn't quite that. So I think like we could get right to the line at the very least. Um, I think that next episode will have like it'll be like right up to the door, if not. A thought that occurs to me is um could it be that like Ben eats something he's not supposed to eat, has this horrible, sick reaction to it. And then later, like it has like another like sort of like sick reaction next to open elevator and falls in. But all of this is documented by Tobert and he doesn't say anything because it's a lot sexier to do a murder investigation. And so he has information and he doesn't speak on it. Does that make Tobert like the quote unquote murderer as Paul Rudd, like actually kind of like double murdered himself? Uh, Like, I think something like that might fit with the elephant idea. I think the elephant uh, comment and now we've got the GoPro and the idea that he watched and didn't do anything. That really hums for me. I like that. It sings. It sings. It sings even. I I would add that we could then shoehorn that into a narrative of meta, which is what sacrifices are these podcasters and other people willing to make? What fallacies are they willing to tell in order to titillate an audience? Yes. The kind of exploitative murder podcast uh, world the exploitative tv world what are you willing like, to overlook what are you willing to overlook for the to sake of a forward? you know you're denying truth for the sake of a great narrative 
That's right. I won't yeah. make any timely comment about celebrity comedians who maybe have sure told some falsehoods for the sake of a story. So I, I think there could be something meaty there. Um, as you kind of unpack this, I'm coming around to the idea that episode nine, I, I guess we could very easily have an episode nine where we get one killing attempt revealed, but we still remain the mystery of who finally did the deed. Yes. And that might be saved for the end of the episode or episode 10. I don't know. That could be, that could still be very fulfilling. Could still be very fulfilling. We'll find out next week. Only Murders continues. 30 is the name of the penultimate Ooh, episode. Not 33. Just 30. Do you think there's any chance Every the 30 Cylons. minutes, a murder is committed. <laughs> Every 33 yeah. minutes, uh-huh. the Cylons appear. Ben Glenroy's a Cylon. Uh, that's it. Uh, ben Glenroy's a Cylon. They killed one model, Ben There are Glenroy. many copies. They killed the a second, Ben. Twin, twin Roy theory is alive. Yeah, model three. Uh, he's the triplet uh, of Cylon. So. Also, I know we're like uh, almost an hour into this podcast, but you have it in all caps on here, and like we barely talked about this. Episode nine. Uh, Oliver had, had a heart, heart attack. attack. Yeah, he'll be fine. Whatever. He'll, he'll be, be fine. fine. But like, yeah. that's where we got to start episode nine, right? Sure, it's you like... would think so. We got to start with episode nine. And like, I think that the biggest plot utility of that is it will delay, uh, like this the like investigation of the GoPro. So the GoPro, like, oh yeah, maybe mm-hmm. let's look at that. And that's like the final two minutes of the episode or whatever. Uh, uh, that be, would be sad. He'll be fine. I thought that maybe the the heart attack thing would be like a bigger deal. Still possible, I guess. That instead, uh, like this is just like sort of like resetting and reminding that this is a thing but i feel like this is probably it going off at this point in time but uh i guess we'll we'll still see not only that though troy the gang is back together the three of them are back on the same page we're happy about this this is good Hmm. tobert might not be thrilled tobert might not be thrilled uh i think you know there's no question that the even though the gang got back together which is in some ways a reduction of chaos from a narrative perspective The, the doors got blown open at the end of this episode. Yes. Uh, Loretta did some things for the sake of the child here. Yes. And we are going to have to unpack all of the, the, the detritus, the debris, the shrapnel from this decision. Yeah. Uh, and so there's going to be a lot to chew on there. A lot to chew on uh, with 30, the penultimate episode of season three. I shan't be here for the podcast. The great Jeff Sterling will be here with Troy. So I guess this is the final podcast that I'll be on without knowing who the murderer is. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, Josh, then I guess I feel compelled to ask you. At the start of the season. Yeah. You made a steak pick. You made a potato pick. Yeah. Those are locked in. Yes. Okay. Yes. But I'm going to give you, for reduced stakes here. Sure. Pre-finale, the opportunity to amend or make any corrections. So if you were forced now for reduced stakes, a la pizza to pizza slice, a commensurate reduction here, perhaps you get a tater tot. So what does it become? A A tater tater tot? tot? A single tater tot? A single tater tot. Or a piece of steak, a slice of steak. Uh Uh-huh. Um, um, would you like to change your picks? Um, I would love to break up Donna and Clifford, but I also want Howard for a tater tot. Give me Ooh. Howard for a tater tot. I'm going to take Howard for a tater tot. I just think that I like Howard has been my bird murder this season. So I feel like I should put a tater tot on the table and take Howard with it. Howard with a tater tot is my final pick here with the final two episodes. And to make it fair, I reflect the question back on you, Troy, so that you don't get one extra episode where you get to make this choice for you with Mm -hmm. a tater tot. Who are you taking? How are you amending? What are you doing for a tater tot here? Um, I, I, I guess this is a question to you, Josh. Yeah. Uh, Would you allow me to pick an only Donna for a tater sure, tot absolutely where yes. it is donna but clifford was not involved at all i'll tell you what i think that you're going to get uh if if donna is involved at all you'll get a tater tot and i won't get a potato like i don't think that it's going to be a donna and clifford situation it doesn't seem likely to me so yeah donna mm. only for a tater is it, unfun? Tot? is it unfun if i if i steal the donna I don't think so. Not necessarily. Yeah, I just, I can't, I got nothing to go on here, right? Loretta is not going to be Donna. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to do uh, only Donna's in the building here. Sure. So, so if Donna is implicated, if it's only Donna, I get a tater tot. 
if it's Donna and Cliff together, you get a potato. Correct. That feels like reasonable stakes. And then you get a tater tot on Howard. So just to set it up for anyone who's keeping track of this ridiculous series of murder predictions, I get a steak if Tobert is the killer. I get a potato if Donna and Clifford are the killers, but they have to be linked, both of them. I get a tater tot if Howard is the killer. Troy gets a steak if Dickie is the killer. Troy gets a potato if Loretta is the killer. Troy gets a tater tot if just Donna is involved in the murders. The field gets everybody else. The stakes are that Ralphie shall get a steak dinner. So that's what it looks like heading into the final two episodes of Only Murders in the Building, season three. The great Jess Sterling joining the podcast with Troy next week to break down 30. Make sure you are subscribed in all of the ways you can be subscribed. Postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube will get you to subscribe to the video versions of these podcasts. Check that out. We're having a lot of fun here on the YouTube. You can also subscribe to the podcast feed. Postshowrecaps.com slash Only Murders is our RSS feed. When you search by URL, L, or you could just search post show recaps only murders wherever you get your podcasts you will find us you can also support us on patreon if you choose to patreon.com slash post show recaps that's patreon.com slash post show recaps you can find me on the internet at round howard troy where can people find you what's going on you can find me on Twitter slash X at DJ LaBelle Klein. And uh, most Tuesday nights, you can watch me play D&D on twitch.tv slash DM Philly, where I play a hippopotamus professor who is definitely not murderous. No, no. Has he killed, though? Oh, immensely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, look, people who uh, attempt to uh, hit people of my type uh, get exactly what's coming to them. Okay. Hopefully. Well, if you want not bird murder, but hippo hippo murder, uh, mm-hmm. check that out Tuesday nights, twitch.tv slash DM Philly. Folks, I'll talk to all of you on the other side of the season three finale of Only Murders in the Building. Troy and Jess will be back with you next week for the penultimate episode of Only Murders in the Building season three. Until then, everyone, take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.